Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Do, 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 do. I like the picture you put for Vin Diesel, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right? Are you a fan? <laughs> well, I was looking. I'm like going, God, you know how I like to pick pictures. I always pick, you know, pick like the most like random I'll shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was looking because like everybody else had Vin Diesel, you know, in the shirt or something from Fast Five or, you know, something like that. I'm like, I want to get some. Then I just saw him laying back. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll use that one. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I saw that pop up and I was like, "What? What? What's this? I'm turned on right now." I don't know why. <laughs> I'm so confused. Skeet, 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 skeet. All confused. Skeet, skeet, skeet. Yeah, skeet. Yeah. It's like at first it was a little weird. Then I just was like, "No, oh, no I see it." <laughs> no, no, I got it. I got it. <laughs> then it was. There's no shame in my game, bitches. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> then it was. I just skate, 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 skate. <laughs> All over that beautiful man's face. <laughs> no homo. <laughs> no homo. <laughs> what everybody, welcome to the Lazy Geeks Podcast. I am Steve Vargas coming to you from Los Angeles, de California. You threw that shit up. <laughs> and coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. I almost forgot, we're like, where the fuck is he from? <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona, Adam, a motherfucking Riley. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Ooh. stop believing. Oh shit. <laughs> Technically East Valley, but you know we're not we're not we're not mincing words. Nobody really gives a shit. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> so, um, hey, hey, uh. you know how I know you're gay? Huh? Because when you eat vegetable soup. You choke on the D, motherfucker. <laughs> I meant to say alpha, alphabet soup, but 
I told that I told that to a dude at work because he was just being stupid. Yeah. And he really wasn't acting like like in a way where this joke would make sense, but it made everyone go, "Oh!" I was like, "You know how I know you're a gay dude because when you eat alphabet soup, you choke on the D." <laughs> everyone was like, "What the?" Fuck? <laughs> you know, I know you're gay. My dick feels good in your ass. <laughs> It's like truth. Wait, wait what? It's like, hey, man, hey, wait. <laughs> no homo though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a scientific fact. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it real. <laughs> In no way does this mean I'm a homosexual. I just keep it real. <laughs> In no way, shape, or form does this mean that I like laying with a member of the same sex. <laughs> But damn, I like fucking you in the ass. <laughs> it's like, what the? <laughs> By the way, I love your man set. <laughs> I do. And this this is <laughs> this is even on the show notes. But this reminded me of something. This is a couple weeks ago at work. Um, this customer came in. He's very, very flamboyant. You know, uh, I don't I don't give a fuck. You know, to be honest. You know, right. So I'm talking to whatever. And he go. He just kept going. Oh, because I'm gay. That's why I have to pay full price. And then, like, stupid stuff like that. And I'm like, right. what are you talking? I literally went, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, because I'm gay. Because I'm gay, I get this. And I'm like, dude, I don't care if you lay with sheep. <laughs> if you, I'm telling a customer this, I'm like, I don't care what you do. It's none of my damn business. You're paying full price because that's what's on the ticket. <laughs> Let's say to swap me. <laughs> hey, you know who does that? And this is going to sound racist as shit. But it's truth, and it must be a cultural thing. People from India, they Uh-oh, always yeah. want a deal. They always want to cut a deal. Well, how much can you take off that price? I'll go, nothing. <laughs> no, you can't. No, I can't, because that's how much it costs, bitch. Yeah, I know. It's, and, and it is kind of a cultural thing, because I, I used to get that a lot from uh, from certain nationalities within that region. You know, that were like, going, oh, is there any kind of discount? It's like, why? You know, it's like... You it's, know, not even, it's, it's not even racist. It's just probably they have more the of an open market area, yeah. like where you can be like, oh, I'll throw you I'll throw five minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we don't have that anymore. Yeah. Only in very specific situations. Yeah, in this capitalist society that we live yeah. in, it's... So this is the fucking price because we have this, 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 and this to pay, and these yeah. people need to get paid, and this is how it's balanced out. <laughs> exactly. Because we really don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. <laughs> we give a fuck about our bottom line. See, but you can, you can haggle... You notice when you can haggle is when there's only one or two people that need to get paid. Yeah. Like if it's just a personal shop and you're the only one that needs to get the money, then you can fuck around a little bit. But if it's like a franchise business, like, no, man, this is how much it costs. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite is always, oh, you can give me something. Those people bug the fuck out of me. I could, but I'm not going to. Yeah. It's like, no, you know what? I like my job a little too much to risk it on your happy ass. <laughs> I, told, I told one dude, he was from Mexico. And he was trying to get a deal and this and that. And I finally just said, well, how much do they sell it? He goes, he goes, I can't believe America, America's bullshit, like stuff like that. And I'm like, well, how much do they sell it in your country? Shut him the fuck down. Yeah, exactly. The whole reason you're up here is because it's stupidly cheaper. Yeah. Then they sell it over there. So shut the fuck up. And you don't have to deal with questionable people <laughs> yeah. over there. <laughs> so if, if you have to buy your laptops out of someone's coat. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't trust it. I just wouldn't trust it, you know? Yeah, just a little bit, you know? Anyway. Um, Speaking of uh, 
buying it out of someone's coat. Got yourself an Shut ego up. kit, huh? Oh, legit. <laughs> with my sh- so I was talking about – I think I was talking about this last podcast, but I've decided to quit um, normal cigarettes, uh, you know, the light-on-fire ones, and I've gone with uh, vaping. Yeah. So basically, for those who don't know, it's water vapor. It's a nicotine fluid. You can get different flavors. It's just a flu or whatever. And you're inhaling water vapor, and the only real negative thing in it is nicotine, which is about as bad for you as fucking caffeine. Now, right. I'm not going to sit here and debate this. This is my <laughs> show. <laughs> right? That's that's how it is. So, you know, my wife's happy about it. I just try to be a little bit more healthy. But I was using the uh, the Blue Sigs, which is very – I'm sure people heard of that. Very oh, popular. Yeah. You know? Isn't that um, the one Dorf uses? Yeah, and now they got Jenny McCarthy trying to tote that. I needed to get away from that real quick <laughs> once I saw her on it. But um, I don't like them because you have to get pre-filled cartridges that they make, and you, you're, it's kind of the same thing, you know. Yeah. Um, I got this new what they call the Ego Kit. I got it from Panda E-Cigs, and if you want to check it out, you need to go to pandaesigs.com because they um they're on like liquidation sale because they're not going to be selling Ego Kits and liquids, so their liquids all half off and shit. But um. The kit came with two vaporizers, um, tank ones, so I can just fill it up with liquid, any liquid I want. Um, it came with a charger and a little empty bottle, because sometimes I buy the 30 milliliter bottles. I ain't trying to carry a 30 milliliter bottle. <laughs> um, and then I bought a little carrying case uh, and and some fluid. I got freaking Mountain Dew flavor, which is okay. <laughs> it, it's it's good, but I know I wouldn't want to smoke it like all the time. And You're then, doing uh, the do. That's right. I'm <laughs> I'm smoking do and drinking do at the same time. Um, that cannot be healthy for you. <laughs> I know. And then I got a uh, mount or Mountain Dew flavor. No, I got watermelon flavor, which is good. But then you know I miss the tobacco. I like the flavor of tobacco. I know how stupid it sounds, but um, they have tobacco flavor. I just ordered some some more to come out at me. But uh, it's real cool, man. I mean, I, I just want to tell everybody, too, like, I'm not trying to get on a high horse. I truly, truly don't really give a fuck what people do. Like, if, if you're having a good time with your life, you want to continue smoking normal cigarettes, that's that's your choice. You're not hurting anybody else. Go have fun. But if you're looking for a little alternative and you don't want to quit, you check check that vapor. I mean, it's a big scene now. It's getting real big and uh, more popular, and you can, you can, get, you can go to any – smoke shop don't go to a fucking head shop go to a smoke shop <laughs> you know you can get the liquids over there they even have little um little vape kits get an ego kit it's it's legit dude like i'm, I'm really liking it and you, and you feel like inspector gadget smoking smoking dude <laughs> it's not that complicated to use though but yeah. it's it's dope and that's it that's all I want. oh that's cool well yeah that's cool because i know you've been trying to quit for a while but you just you kind of keep i think the problem is is that yeah i'm addicted to nicotine but I, I really just enjoy smoking. Like I used to for just, for a long while. You like sucking on stuff. I mean, what can you? Do? Stupid. <laughs> um, well, the only reason you don't is because you've already had so much practice. <laughs> anyway. Okay. What? Anyway. It, was that supposed to be a bad thing? I don't even want to. I don't even want to address that. <laughs> but um, the, the hell was I gonna say? I forget what I was gonna say. Oh, but I just didn't like. I used to smoke just a pipe, like a smoking pipe. I just dig it, you know. It's it's my moment of just relax, you know what I mean. But also killing myself, probably not ideal. <laughs> so, yeah. not the first thing I would I would think of, you know. 
But I'm turn I'm gonna turn that bitch on right now. <laughs> oh man. But uh so for those of you that don't live in LA, you may not have heard of the El Capitan Theater. In uh Hollywood there's a the Disney owned theater and they strictly show just obviously Disney flicks. But they actually it's it's really cool cuz I I never been inside until like this past week. I went and caught the last showing of Monsters University over there before they switched over to planes, which is <clears throat> basically cars that fly. Um, but it was actually really cool because, like, you walk in and everything is, like, old school, like, movie theater. You got an old school concession stand. You go into the theater and, you know, like, you can pay for premium seats, which are basically in the center of the theater. And then general admission is everybody else around that. And, uh... But all the bitches. <laughs> yeah, all the bitches. But the cool thing too is like the theater is just like beautiful. Like the architecture, everything's all really nice inside. But the cool thing was is they actually have a pre-show, like a live action pre-show. And this oh, one shit. for for each of their movies. So like this one, they actually had um, the Monsters University pep rally. So they had a drum band in there, and you know, chicks um, doing acrobats and flips and stuff like that. It was actually pretty cool. I was like, oh, this is actually pretty legit. And, the, and when you consider that for the price, it, it was basically about seeing, like, an IMAX movie. And I think, personally, and we had 3D. So, I, I for me, I was like, you know, you kind of got a little more. <laughs> you, you got a little bit more than you would go if you went to go see it at a regular theater. But yeah. all overall, the movie, you can read my full review on thelazygeeks.com. And, uh, but the movie was cool. And it was solid, like the voice works. The voice work was just like on on point, but um, to me, it didn't have the heart of the first film. You know that whole boo aspect of them, you know, catering to the, you know, trying to keep this little girl safe, and then just that whole emotional connection didn't have it in this one. And you kind of noticed that partway through the film, like you you were like, oh, it's funny, and it's entertaining, and it's it's all of this. But at the same time, it kind of took out that whole the feels aspect of it. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, I mean, they, there's some great voice acting in there. I mean, Nathan Fillion was, of course, the um, the uh, head jock of, like, the cool fraternity, you yeah. know. Uh, Helen Mirren, uh, Josh, um, Joshua Molina. So a lot of a lot of great actors in that one. So I mean, it's it's entertaining, it's solid. But to be honest, you could probably rent the movie. You know, it's not something you're gonna have to see, you have to see in theaters. While Planes, on the other hand, you could probably and I haven't seen Planes, but you could probably wait till it comes out on cable <laughs> to see. You, wait to, you can wait till that shit comes out on on fucking uh, basic TV, just normal TV. <laughs> yeah, I know, ABC Seven or something like that. You know. <laughs> Late night on a Thursday. <laughs> oh man. Uh oh. So did you see the? Um, did you hear about uh, Justice League War? I haven't. Well, remember how we, when we saw Flashpoint and it was kind of like it didn't feel like a whole new Fifty Two, like it felt like a one-off. Well, apparently it's not. Like Justice League War is going to be the first new Fifty Two animated movie. And what they're doing is basically taking the first six issues of the Justice League comic and making a movie on that. So 
you know they're going to basically use the the original the comp the six issues as the basis for the story all new voice actors which kind of sucks because i'm like oh man that means no kevin conroy for batman and um so they're using completely new actors so it should be interesting in that aspect but i was like on oh that should be kind of cool i'm kind of looking forward to yeah. that I mean, uh, what? There's somebody talking some shit on a side note. You know what I mean? <laughs> um. Oh, you were talking to me about this earlier. Um, Google Plus. <laughs> yeah. Isn't supported on browsers that it says it's supported on. <laughs> yeah. Earlier this week, I don't know if anybody else was having this issue, or if you even know what Google Plus is. Uh, <laughs> I was on Google Plus because you know, we we share some stuff on Google Plus. And I was on there earlier this week, and I'm on Firefox, and I'm trying to go over, simply go over to Google+, because I was getting this error message when I was trying to manage this page. Like, for some reason, not like Facebook, where you can just simply go to the main page and then put a link in there and, you know, share everything on there. No, in Google+, they have to do it a little more complex. Like, you get the page, which doesn't allow you to do shit, then you go, oh, you manage this page, click here, then it shows you the same page, but then it shows you the... Add a photo, share a link, all that other stuff, which I th- think is pretty pretty lame. Um, but for one reason or another, I'm using Firefox, and then I go to click on it. Then it says, "We're sorry, um, Google Plus does no longer does not support this your the browser you're using. Please download, i.e. Chrome, Firefox, mm. or Safari." And I'm like, didn't, "Didn't you know I'm using Firefox?" I, I, I don't get what happened. So I, you know, I re-download Firefox as I thought, well, maybe there was an update or something like that. No, still the same shit. But then, like, after, like, a couple of days, it works fine now. But I was like, what the fuck, Google? What are you doing? Why are you fucking with me? What? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this to me? Fuck! Fuck, y'all! <laughs> Google! <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, you on point enough to think we could start doing the news? Dude, I'm on point every day. Yeah. Well, no, I wake I'd, up on point. I, I, I didn't want to interrupt you between somebody talking shit. Hey, well, somebody tried to talk some shit, but I shut him down real quick. That's <laughs> an everyday thing. Oh, know. before before we jump into the news, uh, I saw this on uh, I think it was The Verge earlier. Where somebody asked, you know Anthony Weiner? Yeah. Yeah, the guy that for some reason can't stop showing his junk on Twitter. Well, some, he just loves doing it. Uh. He, he does. Somebody asked him at a press conference, why didn't you just use Snapchat? <laughs> and you know what his response was? I really, I don't have a good answer for that. Because <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Like if you, if you want to put... Everybody knows nowadays if you want to put your junk online, you do it in Snapchat. Yeah, because it deletes you get that, that shit. <laughs> you get that weird, twisted satisfaction that you need to do that, and then it's gone. Yeah, and then it vanishes. I don't even think it lets you right-click save that shit. Mm-mm. No, because if you do, it actually notifies the person that uh, sent it that someone downloaded it. So nobody wants to be ad- you know admit that, like, oh, I just downloaded a picture of your junk. Yeah, but if, if it's a it's a if it's a um, 
like a senator or whatever, they'll they'll do it. Like, yeah, I did it because I'm gonna put it on every website I can find. <laughs> oh man, but I, I I was cracking up when I saw that. I was like, yeah, somebody needs to catch him up on technology, man. <laughs> no shit. Seriously. Oh man. All right. On that note, I think it's time we jump into some news. So in movie news, excuse me. While, uh, excuse me again. While Johnny Depp and Army Hammer are busy going around complaining on how critics are the ones that brought down Disney's The Lone Ranger, when it was really Jerry Bruckheimer's desire to make a film about someone that no one in our modern-day society gives two shits about. Uh, with that being said, Disney is about to take a heavy loss on it, and it could have repercussions on Bruckheimer's next project. The Wrap is reporting that Disney is working to bring down the budget of Pirates of the Caribbean 5, and Bruckheimer may lose his final cut approval in the process. While his current flop hasn't even broken $100 million domestically, and it's only taking in $175 million worldwide, shows that the world isn't ready to take anything that American cinematic society is willing to throw out there. Disney has had two major flops in as many years with John Carter, which is being blamed on marketing um, than, the, than on the film itself, and this year's The Lone Ranger. Disney is looking to bring the upcoming Pirates film from $250 million closer to $200 million, which is the same song and dance they went through when production began on, on Ranger. While $50 million doesn't seem like a whole lot, and all those millions of dollars doesn't seem real anyways... Disney could be showing someone, everyone that they can't make a huge bomb and get away with writing checks that the studio won't get any returns on. As the methodology of sequels works, each sequel is expected to do less business than the previous film. However, in recent history, studios seem to think it can go the other way. While audiences have come out for the fourth Pirates movie, there's no guarantee that they will come out for the fifth one. Take a good look at Warner Brothers' The Hangover Part 3. The movie failed to make real business given that the previous film broke records. Obviously, the studio wasn't listening to what people were saying about those films, and no one is, tru and no one is truly asking for a fifth film. Unless they do a major shift, like the Fast and Furious franchise did, I think it'll be another disappointment for the studio in 2015. However, I think they'll have Avengers 2 to bail them out. I mean, do yeah. we do we really need another pirates movie? Did we did we need another one last time? Yeah, did we need a fourth one? I, I never. Mean, they're they're entertaining to watch, but it's not really necessary. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. To me, it's kind of like you know, oh, we have oh, this movie made this much, so let's make another one and another one and another one, and it's like why people aren't? I mean. You know, I haven't checked. I, I, you know, it's not like I see forums that say waiting for the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie. It's like movie studios are just like YOLO. Yeah, pretty much. Just whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Disney YOLO. <laughs> now, a movie that needs to be made, right? Segway. <laughs> a movie that needs to be made is the uh, Legend of Zelda movie. YOLO. Flat out. YOLO. Uh, before any of you decide to freak out about an upcoming Legend of Zelda movie, let me point out that it says a pitch was revealed in the title of my story, not a movie. While Nintendo seems to not want to repeat of what happened when the Super Mario movie was made, the Legend of Zelda has been pitched 
to the gaming company before. I'm sorry, my wife came in and distracted the shit out of me, so I kind of read that really flat. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Um, ben Stein mode over there. I'm just like, what the hell? Because she's just staring at me the entire time. Um, little insight to my life, guys. Uh, <laughs> Imagi Studios, the same animation studio that made the latest Astro Boy film and the TMNT movie, not the Michael Bay one that's coming up, but the animated one, <laughs> pitched a Zelda flick back in 2007. They even went as far as to make a trailer depicting what it may look may have looked like. Imagi didn't do so well after Astro Boy was an upset in the theaters, and no one knows what Nintendo said in the first place. While I understand if Nintendo has a fear of another Super Mario Brothers movie repeat, it might be time to get over it. The Legend of Zelda would make an awesome movie if done right, or even a great cartoon. Better cartoon than they used to have. <laughs> uh, the, the characters have never really been given a chance to shine with a, qual- with quality writing, with a quality writing and anim- animation team to back them up, and I think that the lore is fleshed out enough to lend to a great story that could play out over time. While this may never happen, we can at least see the trailer that Imagi cooked up uh, for their pitch below, which is in the story. So you go lazygeeks.com and search Mm -hmm. Zelda, basically. Um, It it was a cool, it was a cool little trailer. The animation looked very much like the, uh, the TMNT movie and Astro Boy. They have kind of a, or had a distinct um, animation style. But it, it was, you know, it's a fucking Legend of Zelda movie, man. Yeah. Like, that would have been dope. What else would you expect? Other than greatness. <laughs> if done right. If done right. You always have right. to add that. Yeah. Because <laughs> we don't, I don't want to watch the Legend of Zelda movie in here. Open the door, get on the floor. Everybody wants a dinosaur. Remember that shit, dude? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh my god! Oh my god, dude! I love that movie when it came out because I was a very small child, (laughs) and I watch it now, and it did not stand the test of time. I'm like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Over the door, get on the floor. Everybody wants a dinosaur. Wow. Okay. On to gaming news. (laughs) Boom! Boom! Uh, one of the biggest issues, especially given the last time they brought out a new console, is what will happen to all those that have Xbox 360s when their upcoming Xbox One hits store shelves. How long will Microsoft support um, offer support for it? Well, last time they basically discontinued support of their uh, original Xbox for the new 360. How about this go around? Well, according to corporate VP of Microsoft Studios, Phil Spencer, who told official Xbox Magazine UK... They are in no rush to bail on the existing console for the new one. When asked how long will they support the Xbox 360, Spencer answered with a resounding years. Last generation was different for us. We moved pretty quickly. This time you'll see you'll see us standing committed to the three, Xbox 360. Committed, they say. Committed. Yeah. Remember, this is an American company, and our version of commitment is a little different than anybody mm-hmm. else's. I Committed th- until we find something else to make more money. Exactly. I think it's a great platform in certain areas, like trying to switch apps quickly. It shows that it was built in a different area era. But in terms of price point, the content library, I don't have the stats, but I bet it's the largest content library ever created in the history of the game space. 
Wow, that's a bold statement. Dun, dun, dun. So it's a great time, even now, to get into Xbox 360 ecosystem. It's it's something we'll remain committed to on the content side as well as at the platform itself. It is comforting to know that Microsoft won't shortchange their customers that still have the 360s or got the new one after the the latest one was released. Uh, Many people expect uh, gaming companies to market their previous consoles like Sony. <clears throat> in fact... <coughs> you, you good over there, motherfucking shit? I get a little choked up over the story, man. Uh, I don't blame <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, they produ- um, Sony produced their PlayStation 2 nearly six years into the life of the PlayStation 3. Given many people's reaction to their turnaround um, with their D- DRM situation, I'm assuming that many people will have a PlayStation 4 and Xbox 360 at home. At least I know mine will. Dude, I miss the original Xbox. That that system changed my life. Because I really, after the Super Nintendo, I, I was pretty much PC gamer. Yeah. And then the Xbox came out and I was like, damn, like this is the shit. Because <laughs> um, I had a PlayStation, but I, I just used it for Final Fantasy VII. Oh, I, that's all I played on it. You know, so... And then they, I liked, the, I liked the first controller that came out, that big ass controller. I liked it. Everyone's whining. It's too big. Bitches. <laughs> anyway. anyway, speaking of bitches, speaking oh, of bitches, oh. this segues all day, dude. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> Fez, Fez, uh, Fez was a breakout indie hit when it was released in the Xbox 360 in 2012. Uh, it was one of those games that when indie games were like crazy popular, like Minecraft, Fez, like a lot of, it was in that grouping. Um, not only riding on the coattails of the indie trend, the game also was an original idea, which blew everyone's minds. Um, the game sold 200,000 units on the Xbox 360, and the development of the game was one of the focal points of the documentary Indie Games the Movie. By the way, if you haven't seen Indie Games the Movie, peep that shit out. I think you can watch it's the whole thing on YouTube. It's, it's also on, on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix, Netflix streaming. Yeah, it's it's really dope. Like it shows you the process and just of some really talented cats. Um, developer Phil Fish, <laughs> Phil Fish, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, um, has That's announced name. <laughs> yeah has announced some sad news for fans with Fez 2 being officially canceled. So, quoting McQuotestein, Fez 2 is canceled, he wrote on his website. I am done. I take the money and run. This is as much as I can stomach. This this <laughs> isn't the result of any one thing, but the end of a long, bloody campaign. You win. Okay. Um... Fish adds on a Twitter update that not only is Fez 2 canceled, but he won't be developing video games at all anymore. Quote, because I choose not to put up with the abuse anymore. So, Fez 2 was originally announced in early June 2013 at the Horizon Indie Game Conference in Los Angeles. Uh, There really wasn't any details about the game at the time. It's sad to see that he won't be making a sequel, but it's ultimately his decision. Uh, while I personally feel by his own comments he's being a bit of a diva, um, <laughs> I'll still remember Fez is what it is, a quality game. I mean, let the work speak for him. I mean, Fez was an awesome game, but he's kind of a whiny little brat, isn't he? Like, oh, everybody loves me for this game. I hate you all. Yeah. You know, oh, I have a deadline. Boo-hoo. Oh, are you not an adult? <laughs> you know, like, come on, dude. 
Yeah. But whatever. I mean, Fez is a cool game. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. It is one of those games that you need to go check out. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying don't check it out now because he's a dick. Um, but th- that's it. It's yeah, funny I, too because it's funny too because like if yeah, like I remember um, seeing that story and uh, reading the comments because I, I was more curious about the people's comments about it than the actual story. And so many people liked his stuff but think he's such a little bitch. Well, even if you watch the uh, the documentary, he's he's you have all these people and they're like, yeah, I just. You know it's hard work, but you know I love the process, and it's just it's my passion. And, and he's just like this whole fucking thing sucks. I hate this. I hate everyone. It's like then why are you doing it? Yeah. You know, like if you wanted Some... to just develop games for yourself to play, then shut the fuck up and stop trying to make money. Yeah. Oh man. God, God, people like that. It's just like if you wanted this to be easy, sell insurance. <laughs> you know. Nothing. Nothing in life that's worth it is easy. Yeah. Everyone should know that. Mm-hmm. Like if, if if it was if it, if it was easy to be successful, everyone would be successful. Yeah, I know. True. Uh, I'd be successful. Wow. I am successful because I have an ego kit. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> All right. On that note, we'll move into comics. Uh, if you were confused by the whole Kevin Maguire deal going on at DC Comics, imagine how the guy felt. Early yesterday, earlier last week, uh, he announced on Twitter that he believed that he was just fired. McGuire was slated to return to the arena that um, fans loved his work on, the world of the Justice League. He was originally slated to return with the original creative team behind one of the more memorable, uh, beloved runs on the Justice League with a new take on an old idea, Justice League 3000. However, during the course of, uh, of that day, we had word via social media that he had been fired from the comic and possibly the company. The word spread like wildfire online, which is a reason why I waited until the, until the next day to come to understand um, that apparently it was some sort of miscommunication. He explained what happened via his Facebook page, quote, 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 after a few confusing hours, I kind of know where things are and why McGuire said on his Facebook post, Though I'm still a bit perplexed as to how it got to this point. As for work, I've been offered some fun, interesting stuff, many of which came from DC, who were eager to um, keep me keep me working there. So I'll be fine on that score. But it would have been great to uh, do another Justice League with Giffen and Demantis. Oh well, onward and upward. What does that mean for the book is anyone's guess. There have been some rumors floating around that the book is going to be taken back to ground zero and will differ greatly from the solicitation version that people have already read. Whether the comic comes out in October remains to be seen, but we will follow the story when more information is available. Um, Basically, if you don't know anything about Justice League 3000, it was a take because we need another Justice League title in case you haven't noticed. We already have three. You know, we needed another one. And this was going to be uh, Justice League in the future. And it would be people like these superheroes in, like, you know, uh, you know, in the far future. So Wasn't that – didn't we already have a book of a team of superheroes in the future? Yeah. We and did. they canceled it? And they and canceled it. They're labeling it Justice League. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna try it again and um, and label it Justice League 3000 and hope that it sticks to the wall because you know we already have Justice League, Justice League Society of America, and um, you know uh, Justice League Dark. 
Because like the Avengers and X-Men <laughs> in Marvel, you can never go wrong with a uh, with a Justice League title. No, you can't. And, and or here's a Batman real, title. <laughs> here's the real kicker. If it's in the future, where does um, uh, neg- that negative Flash dude play in? Because he's supposed to be from the future. All right. Is he in the Justice League? Probably not. Probably not. So, just say it. <laughs> just bringing up a point. That's right. My uh, bit of comic book lore, mythos, um, addition to society. You know, just uh, I came across this book and I thought it was interesting. So, as much as I love my superhero books, I like to keep an eye out for the occasional indie book as well. In my recent search through the interwebs for comic book fun, I came across The Bunker, uh, an interesting-looking title from Josh Filkov uh, from Elks Run, and he's a, he's the writer, by the way. Elks Run and I, Vampire, and artist Joe Infunari. Um, the team is self-publishing the book and is, availab- and is available in digital form only for the time being, so it might come out in print. Uh, The story focuses on a a group of friends that stumble on a bunker with their name on it, although they have no previous knowledge of it ever existing. Time travel is playing a role in the story, and it sounds awesome. So Falkov recently sat down with IGN Comics and spoke about the story and what they were going, where they were going with the book. Falkov explains what the overall feel of the book is like and what concept they are trying to depict. Quote a long one. Um, but breathe. a lot of it, breathe. right? <laughs> well, well, a lot of it came from the idea that there are certain moments in our lives that send us on radically different courses without us even knowing it. And if we did know it, we'd not be able to really experience those moments. So I can trace my career in comics almost directly back to where I parked when I moved to Los Angeles. My car was parked a few doors down from a building that had apartments for rent that I could afford. I moved in, and the guy upstairs was a huge comic nerd. And through him, I reconnected with my childhood love. And, you know, a dozen years later, here I am. You can't pre-plan that. So to take that sort of oddness and line it up with the idea of how crippling knowledge is, you know, when I have a phone call scheduled for 11 a.m., it's almost impossible for me to concentrate on my work because I become fixated on that end point. The 11, 11 o'clock, that 11 o'clock is right around the corner. And then I'll be talking about this or that, and I have to keep it straight. And what if I have to pee? Or someone else calls, and oh god, that script is due before the cutoff, and bam. So doing that, but on a lifelong timeline, seemed like something that's both relatable and at the same time gigantic. It sounds dope, dude. Like just his whole enthusiasm about it. Um, Speaking of time travel, it's an obvious plot point in the bunker, and from what Falkov has said... In his life, in his life as well, an avid fan of Back to the Future and Doctor Who, Falkov is no stranger to the genre of bending time and having it bend back at you. Another quote, but a shorter one this time. Well, I'm a huge Doctor Who nerd, and I love my me some Back to the Future and Primer, so it is definitely a big part of my inner life. A lot of it is the idea that you can fix things, but smack smacking up against the idea that you can't change things. That's what the bunker is in a lot of ways. The story about destiny being fixed and locked. Um, so all in all, a great looking read and something that that may be right up the typical superhero fan. What? It may be right up the <laughs> typical superhero fan that wants to jump into something a bit off of their norm. You can pick up 
issue one from Comixology or from the official site for $1.99. Both are linked on thelazygeeks.com, baby. Um, yeah. So I, just, I don't know. It just looked like an interesting book. Hmm. I like the kind of the, the kind of mix that he has. It's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. The Doctor Who and Back to the Future 2 that should always be used as reference. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They use that in, in when they're teaching about shit. Yeah. You know? Astrophysics, Back to the Future. Absolutely. Yes. Hands down. <laughs> Bill and Ted's excellent. <laughs> I still love that meme of uh, Bill and Ted when they wound up in front of in, – in the mass of Daleks. Yeah. That meme is awesome. All right. Well, lastly, into technology news. Ever since the whole debacle of E3 when Microsoft came off <laughs> as a bunch of idiots, things have remained relatively quiet on the Xbox One side. However, it seems that we are, as we get closer to the launch date, which is three months away, it would seem that we have more restrictions coming out for some of the benefits we were told about with the new console. Wah, wah. Now, <laughs> if you've been uh, a longtime Xbox gamer, then you know that you need to have an Xbox Live account for nearly everything. With the upcoming Xbox One release pending, it seems that Microsoft is trying to up the ante by asking everyone to become a gold member. Uh, do they still have silver members and stuff like that? It just means that you didn't pay. <laughs> that's all. That's all a silver member is. Uh, all right, <laughs> you weren't. You, you didn't fork over any of the, any of the dinero to get to the gold. Yeah. Um, according to the Xbox Live promo page, their game DVR capability will be exclusive to Xbox Live Gold account holders, which would indicate that non-subscribers will find the feature completely disabled. The feature will allow gamers to record gameplay clips at 720p, 30 frames per second, to share the footage with others, because we all need that. As an Xbox rep reportedly told One Hit Pixel, I can confirm that game DVR features will be available to Xbox Live Gold members only. I'm not exactly sure how many people would use this feature, but it is one of those features that would require you to pay them to use it. Uh, PlayStation has give, has said that they would require customers to pay for PlayStation Plus, Plus to use multiplayer levels on games, but everything else will remain free. It seems that Microsoft continues to nickel and dime their customers to continue uh, to and could lead more people to bail on them entirely. It's funny too, because like beforehand, it was it was like one of those things where I was like, yeah, gold, whatever, you know, and, and all of that. But now that I'm looking more and more and I'm thinking, why am I paying for this shit? Why so you can watch I... Netflix? But I have a Sony, a PlayStation. I'm. Why am I even bothering with that? It's like I'll just watch it on Sony for free. You know, it's 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 like why you don't, you know, it's like you. You have your PlayStation, right? Mm-hmm. And, your, and your Xbox. You watch Netflix on your Xbox or PlayStation? I watch Netflix on my computer most of the time, but um, for the PlayStation, I don't have Xbox Live, so YOLO. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just don't. I I just don't. I don't see a reason to pay for it. Like I I'm not. It was to the point that I was only paying for it for for Netflix, yeah. and then I'm like, but I'm already paying for Netflix, right. so there's no logic in that whatsoever. Yeah. 
Yeah, because uh, yeah, the more and more I look at it, I'm like, going, yeah, that's kind of a cool feature, but do I really want that? Is it something I would really use at once you get past the novelty? Right. You know? I mean, unless you're doing a Leroy Jenkins. Leroy <laughs> my, my All my WoW characters can um, change their last name to Jenkins because I did the exact same thing that he did in the in the thing. Because uh, <laughs> Blizzard Blizzard saw that that video was so popular and they made it an achievement. So if you go into that if you go into that same dungeon uh-huh. and not not act like a douche, but if you just go in there and you soul and you like kill, I think it's fifty of those flying bat things. Uh-huh. You get the achievement, and then you can you can add as a title. So it's my character's name, and then Jenkins. Nice. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Jenkins. According to a report by <laughs> <laughs> Machinima, Machinima, via VideoGamer.com, uh, Sony is preparing to sell a PS4 Vita hardware bundle. Uh, this makes sense since Sony previously said that the PlayStation 4 games will be able to be played uh, from the Vita via remote play. Further details point out, specifically programmed to allow such use of PS Vita, however. So, if the game developers decide to do it, which means we'll have, like, five games that do it, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this comes from a, quote, a well-placed anonymous source. <laughs> I think it's the same source every time. Perhaps. Oh, yeah. It's probably the barista at the local Starbucks. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, you know what I heard? You know what I heard? I heard this shit. Yeah. Did, did, you want, did you want whipped cream? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that the bundle will be available by the end of this year and run you around 500 bucks. There have been no additional details, but it's interesting to note that the Vita by itself currently is 250 although I've seen it on sale for 200 quite a bit lately, so I think they're about to drop it to 200 but still. Um, with the PlayStation 4 announced at 400 That's actually pretty so, good. Yeah, if the bundle comes out at 500 then this would be a huge savings, which is why I personally feel the price is a little too hopeful. So I think yeah. maybe the price, because 500 is just an easy price to say. Oh, it's probably going to be like 500 yeah, you know, but um, if it's five hundred, I mean, that's that's the one I'll get. Yeah, I would might as well. Get, you know? Yeah, I know. If it's like extra hundred bucks, I get a Vita. Yeah, that it's, like, it's like it's like. So wait a minute. Wait, 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 so what you're trying to tell me is it's the same price as the Xbox One, but I'm gonna get a whole separate game system with it. Exactly. And you know, say words, son. Say words. <laughs> <laughs> and then it would be another like it would be Sony taking their dick and smacking it across the face of Microsoft if they did that. Because I'll tell you what. I'll pay an extra hundred bucks to get a Vita, even if I never play a game on it. Yeah. Because the screen on that thing is sexy. Oh, man. It's something to just kick around the house to watch a Netflix movie if yeah. somebody's using the TV or some yeah. silly shit. You have to put a skeet guard on that. Because, you know. It's probably waterproof. <laughs> Sony knows what's up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, this all makes sense, and it's something that I expected anyway, as well as Steve. We were talking about that. That's pretty much, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Captain although Obvious. Price, <laughs> yeah, although I would have I would have shot more for like a seven hundred dollar price point, but or at least six hundred. If they can, then prove. Where'd I go? I just did a shaft. <laughs> right, right, um, if they can then prove that the use of the Vita with the PS4 is viable, then word of mouth will do the rest. It's an ingenious idea, but only if Sony gives the Vita 
the software love it needs to survive because Vita needs a little bit of software love. Yeah, it definitely um, does. The Vita is a completely capable game system, but it just needs. I think the Vita is amazing, and and I've said it before, and I still stand by it. It's the most advanced and greatest handheld gaming system ever created, but there's nothing to do on it. There's like a few, a handful of games to play. So great, you go buy a Vita, you buy those games, you're in love with the thing for a few months, you beat those games, and now it plays Netflix. <laughs> you know, so it's, yeah. it's... And they go, oh, well, you have the the PlayStation 2 or PlayStation 1 library. It's like, yeah, that's great, dude, but I already played those games. Yeah. So, what's up? Yeah. I I would... Oh, are you, are you done? I'm done. Okay. No, because... Uh, if it's if for me if it's still that hundred bucks, dude, I'm fucking all over it. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I would I would be like in it to get that because fuck yeah, extra hundred bucks and yeah, then you could sit there as you're walking by, you know, my uh, you know Microsoft going extra hundred for your price, I got two two skate skate skate. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's 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 one of those like you go to the shop. And you're like, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a next gen system. W- which one am I gonna get? And you see the Xbox One, 500 bucks. I'm not saying the Xbox One is a shit system. I'm just talking price now. Right. Price, price equals value. That's all I'm talking about. Right. Oh, Xbox One, comes with a Kinect. Sweet. 500 bucks. PlayStation Four stock model, 400 bucks. Oh shit, it's a little cheaper. Oh, what's this one for 500? What? It comes with a Vita too. Well, damn. Yeah. You're almost an idiot to get the Xbox yeah. One. Yeah, Unless like, you're a diehard Xbox fan. Yeah, you're like, oh, it comes with the Vita as you're picking it up to take it out to the cash wrap. Yeah, as, <laughs> as you're opening it at yeah. your home. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your body and brain have already gone, but your mind is still like just trying to dissect. Wait a minute. This was 500 and I got two and this is 500 and it's just that with the connect. While you're playing the Vita. Yeah, exactly. In your car while driving home. <laughs> Which we do not, which we do not endorse, but we understand. We do not endorse, but we do recommend. No, I'm just <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, as we do each and every week, we find a company, person, or entity that does something that reeks of douchebaggery, and they become the lazy geeks douchebag of the week. And and in this in this. In this story that Adam found, two. It's a double douchebag, isn't it? Um, it is a double douchebag, and if Microsoft OneNote would stop trying to connect to the server, there we go. <laughs> um, I forgot to open that one. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's actually, um, you might have heard of him, uh, George Lucas and uh, Steven Spielberg. What did they do again? <laughs> they were douchebags. Ah, was, uh, without... not their entire career. Ah, um, so just recently, <laughs> right? I'm gonna read this article. This article's from Fangirl Confessions. Uh, looks a little blog. Um, picture of Ares on top, which gave me feels just seeing that Ares from Final Fantasy VII, um, or Ares. I'm sorry. Uh, Recently, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg spoke at an event celebrating the opening of a new school of cinematic arts building at USC. During that event, both spoke about the implosion of the film industry and how television might just be the new medium to tell a story. However, 
it is this taken from the Hollywood Reporter that disturbs uh, me the most, the person writing this article. Uh, quote, Lucas and Spielberg um, also spoke of vast differences between filmmaking and video games because the latter hasn't been able to tell stories and make consumers care about the characters. Um, this is a rather typical opinion from people, but basically, I'm not going to say this is mostly her opinion, which I value. I mean, her opinion's right along with me, but it, it feels it feels dirty reading someone else's opinion. Like, it's just not right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas are, are both in agreement that video games cannot properly tell a dramatic story um, or relay the same amount of emotion that a movie can. Um, and I personally, my personal opinion is that's utter bullshit. And I don't care how fucking many movies these two assholes have made. I don't care um, that they're world famous in their, they still, I've still much respect for the skills that they have. You know, Star Wars was a great series of movies and all the other movies that Spielberg made were great, but Howard the Duck was the shit. Yeah. But the, <laughs> always um, comes back to Howard the Duck. Always does. But, and the reason why I mentioned the Ares picture at the, at the uh, beginning of the thing is because that one for me was the most emotional video game I ever played. Uh, Final Fantasy seven. And when she died, I literally teared up. Yeah. Because it, it it did relay that emotion. It didn't matter if it things okay fine things weren't exploding and the it wasn't live action and it wasn't voice acted. It was I had to read everything. But the, the, it's almost like saying oh because it didn't have all that then a book shouldn't be emotionally impacting either. Right. You know and I just thought that was such an ignorant thing to say and and to be honest I wasn't even as uh, I wasn't really upset I was more um, disappointed in in that it came from these two. Lucas, I kind of get, but Spielberg, I, I, I was surprised that he, he kind of went along with this, um, especially since he's put his name on, on a couple of video games himself, Yeah, you know, um, but I don't know. What do you think? Like, you think video games are emotionally impacting? Not all well, of them, of course. Well, but- all, I, all I can really say at this particular moment is have they looked at some of the films they've made in recent history and come to the same conclusion that film does not does make movies that people don't care about the characters <laughs> because yeah. some of their movies recently you know Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull you know movies that they make don't necessarily it's 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 the, it's a stupid it's a stupid and very and surprisingly enough a very very ignorant response because there are tons of video games ask anybody who's played Mass Effect Mm. That video games do not have an emotional impact. Um, you know, uh, there even for people that have played the the opening of Tomb Raider or people that have played the opening of Last of Us, always the people have said that that in, that gives you some emotion. It makes you care for these characters. Well, there was a moment that um, Tomb Raider. We're talking about the reboot, of course. That right. there was a moment in Tomb Raider. Um, and uh, you know, spoilers. If you haven't played it, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um. The this basically she's being attacked by a guy, and and this guy is literally not only attacking her but trying to rape her at the same time. And um, she she wins. I think she shoots him in the fucking head. Yeah, she grabs she, his gun and she shoots him. Yeah, and like yeah. I'm like, yeah, they fucking got him. But then she just collapses and just starts crying. Yeah. And in that moment, I was like. I must get her to the end of this game. Yeah. I mean, because like, you, you see her and she's shaking 
And you're just like you convey that like and because at that moment it actually takes you out of the whole like yeah kind of thing you're like fuck you know it, it you suddenly you do have that moment where you feel for the character and I have to say that in more more instances I've had more animation type of movies that give me the feels than I did real live action movies oh no doubt no Ta- doubt let's let let's talk Toy Stories any of the Toy Story films and up. So, oh, Up's opening sequence will make you cry. <laughs> yeah, the first ten minutes of that movie, I'm like sitting there, like in the first ten minutes, going, "God damn you, fucking Pixar!" You know, it's it, it, you know, I've I've had more emotional connection with the animated movies that are computer generated than than anything that that Spielberg and Lucas have made recently. And you well, speaking know, speaking of speaking of Toy Story, the last scene of Toy Story three where they're all sitting on the patio, dude. Oh, I know, dude. <laughs> I'm, so many people at the end of that movie were just like feeling bad that they gave up their toys when they were kids because it makes you like, oh, my God, I abandoned them. It makes you feel like an asshole for growing up. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, and, and this, it, this, this is my thing, if I may interject. Uh, you may. Did, did you have more to say or? No, nah, it was just me and my soapbox, but go ahead. Oh, OK. Um, <laughs> kicks it out from under you. Pop. Um, As the noose tightens around my neck. Right. <laughs> Video games to me and I and I am no in no way, shape, or form undermining the emotional impact of, of quality film. Quality film. Because there's video game. I mean, you go, you can play, a, there's plenty of stupid video games that are just supposed to be mindless fun. Oh, yeah. You know, Asteroids didn't change my life. You know what I mean? It's, it's just a video game. But you, Bite your tongue, man. <laughs> those rocks had something going on. The, um... The, the aspect of a video, and, and I'll take, I'll, we'll, we'll do Tomb Raider because I don't want to pull too far into the past. But right. um, not only is the story being relayed to me in a quality sense, but I'm more connected to the. I feel I'm more connected to the character of Laura Croft because I am, I am in control of if she finishes this game or not. Yeah, I am in control if she gets shot in the head or if she shoots that dude in the head. You know, so it's, it's. I think video games can take it, can take it to another level because you're more interactive you're you're actually involved in what's going on yeah you're absolutely but, invested in the in the the life of the character right now also i think video games have the same the same trap that movies can fall into but i think video games fall into it a lot more um but if they're starting to break that mold is camp it's just campy shit yeah. like just stupid one-liners and and just things that just look dumb that take you out of that moment of emotional investment and just put you in the I'm playing a stupid game. Right. But there's plenty of movies that do that too. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. Pretty much almost every romantic comedy that wasn't Sleepless in Seattle does that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just overly campy and just just stupid Twilight. Right. Oh, Jesus, yeah. The 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 level of camp in Twilight, it, like if if you had like a if they had a a rad detector for camp it would break it was you know and some people dig that and you can dig that and you can still you know fans of twilight they can get emotionally invested in the movie but it's not it's not relatable in the same sense as like schindler's list like we're we're pulling some real serious flicks yeah you know what i mean like something like you watching real quality filmmaking or real quality video game and and that that shit can change your outlook you know and that's what it's supposed to do and I just think that two people that are, are – to be honest, I don't think George Lucas is one of the greatest directors of all time because he's only really made one thing that's great. 
Yeah. Be honest with you. I mean, I'm not trying to undermine Star Wars. Star Wars is amazing. You know, but he only what else did he make that really was earth shattering? Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. THX and you had um uh, oh, of course, of course. I'm, I'm, I forgot about that one. Yeah, THX and um, American Graffiti. But those were his early shit. Like, anything now? I mean, exactly. obviously the prequels. I mean, you know. No, and Steven Spielberg, of course, has had a lineup of, of film. E.T. and, and just, just ridiculous movies that, that, that give you the feels. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like I said, I was just more surprised that, that these two supposedly some of the most respected in their field said something so stupid. Yeah. Yeah, but. yeah I totally agree with you on that. All right. I keep, I keep looking at this picture of Aries. I don't, I don't want to look at it no more, man. <laughs> I, every, time, every time someone brings it up, I hear the music in my head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, of the Aries song, and it's all depressing. Right. It's just... You see the you see the white materia bounce down the steps, doom 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 doom, fall into the dirt. You're like, oh fuck, what? Why? <laughs> Why? She was the nicest one. <laughs> Take that slutty bitch from the bar. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's who she'd always get it in the end, you know. Oh, yeah. ooh, double <laughs> entendre. <laughs> All right, so really quickly, we have site comments uh, from GTA 5 TV in uh, regards to my PC users petitioning Rockstar to make a GTA 5 for, you know, the PC. Uh, Quote, I don't quite understand why Rockstar gives priority to console versions of GTA yet PC users make a significant portion of the mark of their market. In my opinion, I think Rockstar should develop their games for different consoles as well as PCs simultaneously. This will increase their sales upon launching new games and at the same time will make gamers happy. Um yes and no. Cuz to be honest, I'm going to say that while yeah, PC users are a significant portion they're going to make more money off the console games. Yeah. It's just, that's it. You know, because the thing is, is that PC games will download it and then, you know, play it. But here you've got the buy factor and it's just so much shit and that, that just they're going to make more money on it. And that's the way it, the way it always works. They'll make more money on the console, but all the cool shit will be happening in the PC version. Yeah. Because all the mods will happen there. And, and, and they, they still haven't really gotten the mod scene into the consoles yet. Um, I mean, look at Skyrim. I mean, Skyrim's an amazing game on the console or PC, but you have, through Steam, like, they have the Steam Workshop, and people are making entire new regions and quests, yeah. and fun. it's ridiculous. Well, the game I, never ends. Yeah. <laughs> well, I agree that they should make them both simultaneously. The thing is, is that, uh, you know, Rockstar doesn't forget the PC community. They just... You know, I mean, look at GTA 4. It took like eight months for that console to come out. But people said it ran better on the PC than it did on the console. So it, to me, if the wait time requires and, – and, you know, Rockstar is no slouch. So to me, if they're taking the extra time to make the PC version good or better than the consoles, then fucking suck it up. And the thing is, too, is, is Rockstar, especially when they're making a GTA game, can pull a blizzard. And yeah. you can't really tell them anything. They'll go, we'll do what we want, and you'll like it. And everyone goes, okay. Yeah, and you will like it. <laughs> and you will like it, and you'll shut the fuck up. Right. Because 
Rockstar knows what they're doing. They're not a company that just is out to cheat everyone out of their money and give them shit. They give you quality material. Yeah. Like Rockstar you know, and Naughty so. Dog. Like two of the, and even and Ubisoft in the Assassin's Creed franchise. They're, they're no slouch. Ubisoft is just fucking around with DRM too damn much. Yeah, that's true. But but other than that, their yeah. development teams are fine. But yeah. um, they're not THQ. <laughs> just yeah. making shit for you to buy. Yeah, you know? keep in mind. Yeah, when you think oh fucking you know fucking uh, Rockstar, just think THQ. THQ. And Homefront and any other game that came out by them. Homefront. Homefront, which probably had the most potential in recent his in recent times, and squandered out of any it. game, and just squandered the shit out of it. Yeah. That story was fucking rich, dude. It could have been dope, and nope, just random fucking enemies popping out of nowhere. Exactly. On the rails fucking shooter. It was like <laughs> I was playing Area 51 at the arcade. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Yes! Oh my god. I don't know why I never thought of that parallel when I played that game. You're talking to a professional right yeah. now, that's why. <laughs> anyway, so next comment. This is kind of cool because I just wrote this story today. Um, themes Retro commenting on my Amex bringing debit cards to League of Legends, which is kind of a weird title. They're bringing a debit card that has League of Legends connected to it. There's a good, you're not going to be in League of Legends fucking charging shit to buy. <laughs> you know, I just, I don't know. Um, he says, I want this so bad, especially since this is one in particular. This one in particular has Teemo on it. I, I had a picture on there um, showing the card and had a, uh, a, uh, a, do they call them heroes in League of Legends? I always get League of Legends and uh, Dota 2 mixed up. The heroes are something. One of the characters that you can play, uh, Teemo on it. Um, this is a good move by both American Express and League of Legends. It's pretty dope. Um, I mean, I'm, his comment, there's nothing to really argue. He's, everything is factual in his comment. <laughs> um, the, uh, it's, it's a good move because it's a prepaid, de- prepaid debit card. You put the money on it. Um, you can connect your direct deposit to it, use it as a bank account. I mean, it's been very, very popular, especially with the younger crowd nowadays. Um, and you can you get Riot points, which Riot is the game company that makes League of Legends. You use Riot points to purchase things for League of Legends. So if you you sign up for the cards, you get like a thousand points. If you connect your debit your direct deposit to it, you get ten thousand points. And you know little perks like that. And and I think for hardcore League of Legends players, which one of the most played games in the world, um, I think that that's going to jump off. So. That's, that sounds pretty cool, yeah. Well, as long as you got little perks, especially for the game, that makes it worth it. Yeah. If it's just a card that just has League of Legends on it, it's like, meh. But if you get little perks that impact the game, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, and it works just like a just like a fucking American Express yeah. card. And then you have American Express backing it up, so you know yeah. it's on a proper right. like network, basically. <laughs> yeah, so. not security branch of, like, you know, somewhere out in Idaho money, or something like money that. Money pack of Somalia, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And lastly, Savan's 1982 in regards to Microsoft to support 360 for years. Good to hear since I don't plan to enter the next next generation for at least a year or two. Uh, That's a lot of people doing that nowadays too. Yeah. Like they don't they don't want to play the games. They they don't want to play with the hype. You know yeah. what I mean? They'll wait until they iron everything out, and that's a smart thing to do. If yeah, because if you most people that I ever know that buy gener like first line, you know. Games always have issues. Always have issues. And I'd rather wait till they work the kinks out. 
Because I, I, when I got my PS4, that was just before they went to the slimmer ones and got rid of the different size hard drives. So I still have the fatty, but it was still like well into, you know, uh, into the into the run. So it was just like I, I'm I'm one of those guys that's like, yeah, it's like why I don't rush out and buy the new phones and st- and stuff day one. Yeah, like I got caught up. I got caught up in the hype a little bit the PS4, and I I did pre-order, but I canceled the pre-order because I'm like, first of all, it's right around Christmas. I have to buy Christmas gifts for my children. It's it's more important. You get the you PS4 know. and go, kids. This is the Christmas present for the family. Although no, I was trying to work like your wife might like not like that too much. I was trying to work it that way, and I actually did convince my wife that that was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt dirty. Like I was like, no, it's not a good idea. You needed a shower. The only thing, it's the only thing I'm gonna be able to get. Yeah, right. You know? uh, so it's stupid, but um, yeah, and I'd rather wait anyway, especially if there might be a little Vita bundle down the road. You know? Oh fuck yeah. So. All right. Well. Before we head out, we want to remind you to check out our site, thelazygeeks.com, where you can get all sorts of news in the world of geekdom. Also, be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks Network on either iTunes or via the website, where you can get all our podcasting content, including In the in the po- Inc. Podcast, Lazy Ring of Death, and the Cinephile Podcast. Like us on Facebook or add us to your circle on Google+. Follow us on Twitter, at the Lazy Geeks, or you can follow me, at LazyTLG, or sorry, at TLG, not LazyTLG. At TLG, Stephen Vargas, or Adam over there, at TLG, Adam Riley. Yeah. Yeah. The Lazy Geeks theme is provided by Kevin McLeod, so be sure to leave a comment, because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast. Remember, we're thinking, so you don't have to. So, until next week, a peace out. <laughs>